0: Today, on the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, we're going to be going through AEW, WWE, SmackDown, and Brawls review. And we're going to go through the New Japan Pro Wrestling events that happened Saturday and this morning. We're going to go through that. And we're going to have so much more on the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. And welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I am your host, the infamous Ultimate Boy from New York City. And we're going to cover everything today. I mean, I know a lot of you guys got used to seeing that I used to do the AEW Dynamite review on Thursdays, but I chose that, you know what, why do that when we got AEW Rampage on Fridays Well, I will have to cover all that. And instead of doing all that stuff, I'm just going to review the whole Bunch both shows, but making that very small and give you my in, my input on the AEW scene. Same thing with the WWE. I watch. I don't watch WWE on Mondays. I don't. And Fridays either. I just go with my DVR, go through it, skip through it. i tell you what's going on, and that's the way it is. Also, the same thing with Impact. Not a lot of things happened this week with Impact, but it's Impact News there's aew news as wwe news there's nwa news that's news all over the place and that's what i would like i like bringing to you guys because i could give you my intake so let's start off first of all with aew uh we saw wednesday they had to the go home show for tonight's all out uh and the first show that they the first matches they put was ftr versus probably powerful this match is where was way better than the first one because due to cash Wheeler's injury but uh this was a very hard-hitting, um, impactful match. And um, in the way I saw it was pre- you know probably powerful, uh, pretty much hacker control the beginning of, the, of, the, of uh, the match, testing Wheeler's arm. And if you saw that uh, FTR came out with Bobby Eaton's trunks, uh, well, it's not exactly his trunks, but, you know, giving homage to Bobby Eaton, former member of the Midnight Express that passed away a couple of weeks ago. So, again, FTR showing tradition, so that was cool. But this match between probably and Powerful, uh, it was pretty good. Dash hit a brain buster on Ortiz for a two-count, which looked like it was going to end the same way they ended the first time. Again, this was a better match. A gory special Ortiz by Wheeler for a two-count. And then FTR, uh, you know, hit the big rig, up, but Santana broke that off. I, I thought Ortiz was done when he got hit with the big rig, but – I said Tanner Ortiz came back and hit a bunch of combination of offense or Wheeler for the win. My thoughts on that, I don't think this this is over with. This match, you saw Wheeler very gingerly wrestling throughout this match, making sure he didn't get hurt. He still don't have feeling on that arm. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't have feeling for He had 15 stitches on that arm. Um, So we don't know. I mean, hopefully he'll get over it. But, This probably is going to stall for a little while, and maybe, again, they'll start off, but now both teams are one and one against each other. Daniel Garcia and 2.0 did a promo during the match, and, of course, Daniel Garcia at 2.0. These guys are making a name for themselves. They're making, you know, a lot of noise in AEW. You know, this is a team they call Ever Rising that NXT let go. Danny Garcia has been wrestling in New Japan, and this is a guy who broke both of his knees, I believe was Last year, the year before, but well, they're making a lot of noise. And they came out on CM Punk's promo, attacked CM Punk, and then Sting and Darby came out, clean house, and uh pretty much CM Punk hit the GTS on Lee. Pretty much the first time we saw CM Punk pretty much hitting that move. Uh and it was very, very, very uh what I say memorable seeing Sting and CM punk in the same ring something that we never thought we would see and it happened this past wednesday so this is pretty much this whole thing was just to amp up for tonight's match between darby allen and uh cm punk so uh omega christian they did the video package between them two and uh mjf did the promo where he's talking about chris jericho tony shavala looked at annoying and and, i mean tony shavala doesn't like mjf but he makes it real good then it was a, uh, a match. I think it was supposed to be Cassidy, Orange Cassidy, and um, Jack Evans. Not much to talk about this. This is an ongoing on feud between the Matt Hardy, the off, fa- Matt family office, against the best friends. Matt Hardy attacked Orange Cassidy through his match. Jack Evans. Jack Evans ended up losing that match to Orange Cassidy, uh, with Orange uh, pretty much rolled him up for the win. Matt came out again. Attack them from behind. Best friend comes out onto the HA, Pro, takes them out, and Jirax Express comes out. So now, Jirax Express, being that they lost their tag team uh, tournament, now they are no longer in the f- tag team hunt. So they part of this whole now teaming up with best friends. So that's going to be something to watch for the buyout. That's going to be the buyout for tonight. So, not much to talk about that and that whole thing, Eddie Kingston. The promo, of course, Eddie King said his promo are great. He talked about Miro, him and Miro. He said, t- He told Miro, If you believe in God, well, take my hands and I'm about to take you through hell. And we're going to go out of- together so you can meet your God. Perfect, perfect promo. Mox did a promo also. We talked about uh Kojima, which uh, they ended up, you know, going at each other at the press conference. uh Jim's. Raw's interview, Chris Jericho, not much to talk about there. You know, same shit, uh, MJF, uh, Chris Jericho called MJF piece of shit. Powell Hobbes versus Brian Cage. This match was pretty good. It it wasn't up to – it looked like Brian – I don't know what they do with Brian Cage. I don't know what AEW is doing with Brian Cage. But Brian Cage looks so weak in AEW. This is a guy who's a former Impact World Champion, and now he looks very weak. I, I don't understand it. I don't understand, but he ends up losing this match for outside interference from Starks, who ended up hitting Cage with the FTW belt and Hobbs pins Cage. So now it's a 3 1. Who's going to come out there to help Cage fight off the uh, team Taz? It's too much all of them. Malachi Black did a promo talking about Lee Johnson. They were supposed to meet up at Rampage. Brick Breaker claims that she had a big. Um, you know, a big announcement. She signed a multi-yield down. I still think Adam Cole signing with AEW. Penelope Four versus Ty Conti. This match pretty much is a uh was a return match kind of because of Penelope Four interference the week before against uh, Conti against Bunny. Uh this time Conti wins for Bunny uh, Bunny and Ford then ended up attacking uh, Conti and Anna Jay made her return. She doesn't look the same. The girl's not as thick as she used to, but you know she's coming back from the injury. Looks pretty good in the back. They showed Thunder Rosa, and they were again uh, promoting the Casino Royale, and they pretty much uh, the Casino Battle Royale, whatever they call it. And Thunder Rosa get jumped by Jay Carhill and Nyla Rose. I don't know where they're gonna go with that. The Good Brothers and the Young Bucks versus the Jurassic Express and Lucha Bros. This match was nuts from the beginning with, and then you know, you know, during this whole thing, Brandon Colour interferes with that spray again. So many guys outside the ring. I mean, this is ridiculous. Every time you see the, uh, you know, um, with you know, when it comes to the Young Bucks, you got Good Brothers out there, you got Michael Nakazawa, you got. Now, Callis, you got Brandy Culler with the damn sprays. Well, he made a difference in this matchup because of that. The Young Bucks hit the Meltzer driver on Phoenix for the win. Then afterward, Omega came out. The Elite attacked uh, Luchasaurus and Lucha Brothers. Uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Brothers. Uh, not Jungle Brothers. <laughs> Jungle Boy. And, uh, and Lucha Bros. And they the cage came down. uh but here was the problem. Christian Cage came in and he got caught up with all this and they beat the crap and they handcuffed the lucha bros and cage and they beat them with candlesticks. And that's the way the um the uh yeah the show ended. Uh the show was pretty good. Love the way the they took uh ended the show the go home. So now everybody's worried about what's gonna happen now. But they're to show you that the cage right now. It's going to be the Lucha, Lucha Bros versus the uh, Jump Bucks. Two years after they had wrestled the first time in 2019, they're going to wrestle again this time for the AEW Tag Team titles. Uh, I don't see Kenny Omega losing to, uh, to Christian Case. That's not going to happen. So pretty much this whole thing uh, with the show was pretty much just a, a little, you know, a little, a little show for what's going to happen at in, um, in the uh, – all up tonight so we go on to what happened friday with aew rampage uh we they started off that show with malachi black versus lee johnson i was very surprised that this match lasted as long as i expected you know uh lee johnson looked like he was you know paranoid i mean against malachi black lee johnson hit a backdrop of malachi black Held on to a headlock choke on him, which it was amazing. I never seen anybody do this. Lee Johnson at one point did a two-page that it almost broke his damn ankle outside the ring. You saw it on the on the in the uh, was it the, the slow motion, the slow replay, whatever. And you saw that his ankle twisted. Lucky he didn't break his damn leg and whatnot. But Malachi at one point went offer a chair to Lee Johnson so he could use it on him. He turned his back. Lee Johnson hesitated and he got black masked. And then after that, you know, uh, yeah, it's it, it, it was dumb. I, I would have blasted him, but whatever. But Malachi Black black masked him and then uh you know Lee, you know, it, it was it was I don't know. I don't know how the hell they had this guy that low. But then Malachi Black after he beat him was looking at Lee Johnson and then uh you know uh Dustin Rose comes out. But you could tell that this is not over. I mean, it looks like Malachi Black, and you know, is out there to just destroy the Nightmare, the Nightmare Factory, or whatever the Nightmare family, and he's not done. So now this Wednesday, you're gonna have Dustin Rhodes, The Natural, versus Malachi Black. So it looks like Malachi Black is going through the whole Rhodes family. Dustin ended up calling out Malachi for that match afterwards. Miro did a promo, which it was pretty good. Uh, Eddie Kingston got called out again. Uh, He even went as far, Miro saying that he took a charity contract from AEW after many years out there. Eddie comes out. He told Miro at one point redeem these nuts. Miro then uh, and Eddie started going at it. Eddie went outside, but he got suckered in by Miro and hit him with the belt. Eddie comes back, hits. Miro with the backhand and a DDT laying out Miro. He keeps telling Miro, "The that, hey, that is your kryptonite, the DDT." So it looks like this match is going to be pretty good. We'll see what happens. Then we had Chris Stanley going to two on one against Rebel and Jamie Heder. Uh, this match pretty much was just to make Stanley and make this you know make Stanley look like this big powerful girl. She took out both uh, uh, Rebel and. And Jamie Hayter, uh, she made Rebel Topped Out, and uh, you know this is you know this is just just to promote the showdown between her and Breakbreaker tonight. Kajima Moxley again, like I said, they showed the press conference. These two went at it. Danny Garcia versus Darby Allen again. Danny Garcia again in another main event. This guy is this guy, Danny Garcia, reminds me a lot of you know. Uh, Thatcher for NXT, he reminded me of Sack but Jr., his wrestling style, he's making a lot of noise. And I gave him a couple of more years, it'll be somewhere between the Darby Allen level or whatever, or having the t- TV title. Um, CM Punk was commentating in this match, and somewhere in the crowd, like a dumbass, when CM Punk jumped into the crowd, offers CM Punk a beer. I mean, you gotta be these fans, these alcoholic, very front seats fans. I'm about do you want to drink uh first of all and if he was gonna drink it uh are you that stupid you don't follow protocols covid protocols. freaking dumbasses I, I can't believe it but anyway, they ended up taking out 2.0 daniel garcia of course impressed me of course you know uh daniel garcia lost the match to uh darby allen but of course you know these guys uh 2.0 came in and you know pretty much um jumped darby again and then um cm punk came out of the the uh commentating plays and pretty much tried to put them in the place and darby went and did his roll up to pursue a cedar took out both of them and stood standing and one-on-one face-to-face with cm punk so that was the uh, aew shows this week it was uh incredible uh but of course this also news of course tony khan detailed his talk with CM Punk and how the first dance come together he said we've been talking a really long time a few years ago it's just it's just uh wasn't the right time i think he wanted to see how this thing went he wasn't ready to come back to wrestling especially not for a startup company now we're long past the startup phase it's been really successful we signed a big t- a tv extension i think once we got the extension and it looked like we were going to be a place for a while. It probably made the company look a lot more like a staple, a stable option for CM Punk. So, you know, which is true. I mean, you don't want to go to a new company, and next thing you know, you go out of business. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's just a little crazy there. Then Tony Khan spoke about the collaborating with other company shows, where collaborating with other companies shows where the top company in wrestling, uh, Vince Senior was really cooperative. He booked. Andre the Giant out of all, all over the country. He will work for AWA. He would go to Miss Out and work in Houston. Wrestling was much more collaborative before the mid-'80s, and it was actually one person that made the business less collaborative. I'm trying to bring back some of that spirit back. When Vince Sr. was running the New York Territory, it was much more collaborative thing. Impact, AAA, and certainly New Japan. I've done a lot of stuff with... with And it has to make sense for AEW, and we've seen wrestlers from AEW go and capture championships in different promotions around the world. A lot of AEW wrestlers still hold championships in various promotions around the world. It's good for those promotions to have such strong, recognizable champions who have a great TV platform to wear their titles, and it's good for us because it shows that we're a top company in the wrestling. Frankly, a lot of companies out there have had our wrestlers come in and do really well, and I'm very open to it, and it shows good bonds between the company and allows access to good wrestlers. We have, one, the best roster, but it's always good to have fresh and different talent. It's why I like working with other companies. Also, New Japan has had big shows and have great talent, specifically. I've done a lot of things with them. The main focus is on AEW, and I will show we have such a big roster and so much bandwidth that it allows us to expand partners and help other wrestling companies, which makes sense. makes a lot of sense. So, anyway, we'll be right back with more AEW stuff. Today's Chokeslam Wrestling Report is brought to you by DB Journey. DB is a Scandinavian brand that makes backpacks and bags to help people on the move stay ready for anything. From the streets to the peaks, DP Gear is travel tested by some of the world's best athlete adventurers and creators over the back past decade db has designed and developed release and refined the best bag in the market with db's patent hookup system you are able to attach smaller product to your backpacks rollers or toes but if you go to dbjourney.com you're able to see all types of bags and gear that you could use for your traveling needs so we are teaming with DB to exclusively offer our listener 10% off on your next purchase by using the code POD10. we we'll going to the link in our show and DB, it's time to move on, time to get going. So go to dbjourney.com to find a bag that you're trying to purchase. Hey, what's going on? It's your boy, Red Sante, host of Turnbuckle Tabloid. And you're listening to the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. And we got some more news for AEW. CM Punk, it wouldn't make any sense to go after Kenny Omega first. And that is so true. I mean, because a lot of wrestling fans who who don't know the business and don't know how storyline works because we have a lot of those who just think illogic and just don't think and just make up, oh, we want dream matches without no storylines involved. But he makes a lot of sense. Why would he come in and already wants to wrestle Kenny Omega? You don't have a history with Kenny Omega. There's no storyline behind it. And he wrote and he said, and this is coming from Fightful Select. I think he's the perfect opponent. I'm kind of approaching it like I'm quasi-new guy. My old head coming back into this ring. From an artistic storyline perspective, I can't go after Kenny right away. He's the champion. It wouldn't make any sense. I never wrestle in this organization. Darby is a lot of a lot of things. He's fantastic tanning. He's a great personality within the AEW storyline. He's a very compelling character that the fans like. I just think he's like the perfect foil right now. It's a spotlight on yes, this is CM Punk's first match back in seven years. It needs to be a good match, right? I need a good dance partner. Darby's probably one of the best guys for the role, honestly. And then he was asked if he was ready for Darby. He said, no, I was biking a little bit. I got a full head of steam and I ran right into the back of a semi. I'm almost there. Basically, he's saying that Darby Allen is the perfect wrestler that he will go because Darby Allen is the future of AEW. And a lot of people don't understand that. I mean, I go online on Facebook and it's AEW Face Group and all this bull crap, And they ask the most stupidest question and you could tell. Then when someone asks a question and you like, well, this person does not go on Google and search and ask the most dumbest questions online and then expects people not to go after him. When you ask a stupid question online, you know the trolls are waiting for you to ask that damn question for them They could be all over you and call you all kinds of names because, you know, that's what people does nowadays behind keyboards. You know, they'll talk a lot of crap behind the keyboard, but they won't talk in your face, you know. So, this is what happens. So, it's just it's just, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. This reports, the AEW has booked a December day for a debut show in Long Island. Now, uh, the new UBS arena in Long Island, right now, is going to be the home of the New York Islanders. I mean, this home has been built for a while. I, mean, I don't know what they're going to do with the Nassau Coliseum. I don't know if they're going to keep it for other events or whatever, but the USBS uh, actually, the UBS uh, arena in Long Island will be um having check this out. This is an interesting uh, f- for dynamite episode on December 8th. WWE has booked Monday Night Raw in the new venue just one week prior, November 29th. So, WWE is going to be there November 29th, and the following week, AEW is there. So, AEW is not giving a rest ass about anything. They don't care about WWE. They want to expand. And right now September 22nd, they're going to be at the Barclays Stadium in Queens. That card still hasn't been, you know, announced, which I have tickets for those for for that day. So that's going to be very very interesting to see. Uh, of course, as you guys know, for the to go to this show in New York, you're going to have to have the COVID vaccine card. All and you know all these protocols in New York—it's just getting ridiculous. Uh, I don't—I mean, I have all that, but it's just a pain in the ass for us wrestling fans to so enjoy all that stuff. So, we'll see about that, and you know, we'll 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 deal with it. We'll be right back after this. Hi, this is James Rodens from the WNR Podcast, and you are listening to the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. <laughs> And we're back, so we're going to be talking about WWE and what I saw this week with Raw and SmackDown. Let's start off with Raw. Raw, pretty much, uh, they stuck up the place. Let's put it that way, okay? We saw the same stupid tag team match with, um, you know, uh, the um, – Was it a tag team match? I, I don't I don't remember. It was a tag team match that they had. There was a good match for the United States title. It was a three-way, which had Sheamus, uh, Damian Priest, and Drew McIntyre. That match, I got to give it to. It was a very good match. Usually, I do not watch anything in Raw because it's almost the same thing. But if you really think about it, that was more, instead of a tag team, this was now a three-way, minus Lashley in the mix. Uh, So, that alone, you know, I don't know what they're doing with Lashley. I mean, they, I think they had the the RK Bros defending the belts against uh MVP and lastly I don't, I didn't even bother to watch that match cuz I really don't care for it uh but the United States title was a very very good match uh, you know it, it, and I can't I can't kill him for that so the as far as the the what else what we saw in we saw the Nia Jax versus Charlotte. That was a freaking terrible fucking match. Anybody who thinks that this these two women can wrestle, this was horrible. This was the worst damn match ever, ever in WWE history between two women. This was horrible, okay? It looked like Nia Jax did not want to sell anything to Charlotte. Charlotte was doing the same thing. It was just ridiculous. These women... It was the worst match, and I mean and the funny thing is Nia Jack's eyes uh lashes fell off. She looked like she looked horrible. This woman is nothing beautiful at all. And then it's it me or this woman's getting bigger and bigger by the day. She reminds me of she reminds me a little bit of Yokozuna. This woman's getting bigger and bigger by the week. I mean, this woman was not that big. That means she was heavy, but she has gained so much weight, Like, like she doesn't care. About her look, and this is supposed to be marketable, supposedly. Come on, man. You know, this is ridiculous. Um, let what else I saw this. The uh, also, there's news that Goldberg says he needs knee surgeries, promised to return for Bobby Lashley. So, um, it looks like he's not getting no more title shot according to Five for Select and Russell. So, they claim that Goldberg will not be receiving any more title shots. So, if he faces lastly, it probably would be a non title match uh, or, or something to face. Uh, they're talking about they might face up in Saudi Arabia. Uh, but this thing with Goldberg needing surgery in his knee, I mean, who cares? Honestly, I mean, I don't wish nothing bad for the one physically. But do you really want to see Goldberg back? If he needs knee surgery, that tells you right there, yo, you should not be in a wrestling ring against a guy like Bobby Lashley, you know? So, that right there, was crazy. Carrion Cross. I saw him wrestle this past week. He looked like a, a demolition reject. Uh, he looked like he's he is not training like he used to. His body looks a little flabby. Um, and I love Carrion Cross. Don't get me wrong. He can still wrestle, but he's not wrestling like he was wrestling NXT. And that nobody can tell me otherwise. If you look at his NXT matches compared to where he he was in that ring with Humberto Carrillo, who cares? Why is Humberto anywhere near Carrion Cross? This guy, I don't I don't I don't know what to deal with that. It's just ridiculous. WWE does not care what they put, it's just straight laziness. And um, what I was hearing that they had to redo the show all over again because this man broke the script and rewrote it again. So now we go to SmackDown. The only thing I like about SmackDown was the Roman Reigns storyline. It's still getting very interesting because it looks like Paul Heyman is trying to work with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar at the same time. So originally they are planning to have Brock Lesnar come back in New York in Madison Square Garden uh, next Friday. uh, So they got that card. A little stashed stuff they're going to have also supposedly uh, uh, Becky Lynch signing a contract with Bianca Belair, which, I mean, again, this Bianca Belair stuff, uh, you know, and I, I still don't understand why people are still cheering for Becky Lynch. Is it that WWE messed up big time because they wanted Becky Lynch? To be a heel, but yet she's a she's not she's a fan favorite to the crowd. She's known as the man, and they're not. Gonna, it's it's just stupid. Like, did they even really think before they did all these moves? No, because everybody, you know, McMahon was worrying about what CM Punk did the week of SummerSlam. Showed up, made an impact, but AEW is not competition. So here you go. You have a woman like Becky Lynch trying so hard to be a heel, and people are cheering for her. And, whatnot. and then to the top of it off, they added bulls, uh, like Pike crowd or people booing when people were not booing in the crowd. It's, it's ridiculous. And, um, yeah, know, the, the her, her promos are cringed. Uh, she's not good at all. Bianca, again, still doing the same shit, st- strolling down the ring, blah, 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 you know, like nothing. And, you know, the story is getting a little good because – Becky Lynch is refusing to face Bianca Belair because, I mean, she figured that she beat Bianca Belair by sucker-punching her for 26 seconds. And then the worst one of them all, which I had to pretty much said, you know what, I'm done with this crap. Uh, Logan Paul, why is he in SmackDown? And then he came out with Happy Corbin. This, this alliance is the most stupidest thing i ever seen. They attacked Kevin Owens and... Logan got pulled out of the building. Nobody likes this dude. This dude is a a-hole He's him and his brother those two clowns That's what they do. They want both of them claim the boxes. They are clowns. They don't run. They don't fight real boxes Okay, you yeah, have one of the four Mayweather, but he wasn't gonna be Mayweather. He wasn't so um, So this was crazy Uh the main event pretty much was ruined with outside and from the Uzo It was a good match overall between Finn Balor and Roman Reigns onto the cheap shot by Roman Reigns. Everybody was questioning, did he hit uh, uh, Finn Balor on purpose while he was trying to cover him? Uh, So there's a lot, you know, but then Michael Cole said he's known for that. But at the end, you know, the the head of the table wins the match being Finn Balor. Finn Balor, why you came back to the NXT? To, from NXT up You should just leave Don't be in WWE Go back to Japan WWE doesn't care about you You're the first Universal World Champion And to top it off The thing about The Universal World Title When the hell Does the Universal World Title Became prestige And bigger Big in the wrestling community When the Universal Title Has not even been around For three or four years What happened to The WWE World Title Who's been around For 60 plus years And they call The Universal Title The most prestigious belt In WWE Really it's because Roman Reigns hurt, uh, um, is holding it. It goes to show you these people be trying to play, uh, you fans. Cause I, I you know, you WWE fans, you fall for, for anything that WWE tells you and you believe it. This is just ridiculous, you know. So overall, I, I don't know. The, the these two shows, again, the only thing I was very interested was the Roman Reigns story because I want to see where does Paul Heyman stand. Is he going to set, st- you know? St- Say with Brock Lesnar, is he going to turn on Roman Reigns or he's going to turn on Brock Lesnar? Either way, Paul Heyman is in a bad position. Uh, but then again, you got Big E with that money in the bank contract that he could cash it in anytime he wants to. And he was laughing uh, in one of the promos, wiped well, the Brock, I mean, the Brock called Paul Heyman. So that's very interesting what's going to happen. I know Matt, I know WWE's trying to make a big, big deal. For next week, because they in Square Garden, they're trying to bring those fans back. I mean, they're gonna lie and say that it's a jam-packed Madison Square Garden. We are gonna find out how many uh, are going to be in attendance that night because you could always find it how many people went on that attendance that night. So that's gonna be very interesting, very very interesting, coming next week. So you know, something to talk about, something to keep an eye on. Um, you know, and also interesting was the uh Seth Rollins and Edge. Uh, Edge was doing uh, actually, Roman, um, Seth Rollins was doing a lot of Edge's moves when he attacks Cesaro, and they're making Cesaro look so bad. I, I, don't, I don't understand that. Uh, the guy, the guy is a magnificent wrestler, and he signed uh, I think it was five year deal, a three year, four year deal, and now he's stuck again in WWE, which is horrible to think about. So you know, we'll be right back after this. And we're back. So let's jump on Impact. Impact Wrestling, of course, uh, happens on Thursday. Impact. Of course, we got news on that. T- Tasha Steele is happy for Kiara Hogan. As you guys know, Kiara Hogan, it will be part of that casino uh, royale on um, tonight in AEW. Um, she says she's happy for Kiara Hogan working at AEW. And she gave an update on her contract. She still got one year left, you know, and she's now working with Savannah Evans and Impact, a part of a tag team. Um, so you know, Tyson Steel still got one more year. I could see her coming to AEW in the future. Matt Cardona, who had a tag team match this week with, uh, uh, oh, my God, what's her name, Green, with Chelsea Green. And Cardona said he doesn't want to team regularly with Chelsea Green and would rather they both hold gold. And they did wrestle together in a tag team this past Thursday. Uh, they full uh. Rohi Raju and, uh, and Shira, and they lost because uh, I believe Ra- uh, Rahi pinned Chelsea Green but he said he doesn't want to team up with her all the time. He said honestly, I don't want to tag with her ever again after this week. I want to be Impact World Champion but I definitely want her by my side. She will be my Miss Elizabeth and maybe she becomes the knockout champion. Maybe we're the power couple Impact. Why not? You know the mixed tag team thing. Sure, we'll do it. You know, I'm always ready for an opportunity, but I'm not like you know. Oh man, we should make some mixed tag team titles. I don't want to do that. You're not worth. You're not worth it. Yeah. So Sheeran Rohe will kick their asses back, and then that's it. Hopefully, we're done with them. Well, apparently they're not because they lost this week. So, uh, but I agree with Matt Cardona. You don't want to have this tag team. Why? Impact is putting Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green in mixed tag teams. You know, and and the thing with Impact, they get too happy with the toys that they have, and they keep using it over and over again. And, you know, and, like, they have No Way Jose teaming up with Bob, Bob, whatever his name is, and who was a tag team partner with TJP. So it's very confusing. So Matthew Rinwall, also known as – Aaron English, who used to be part of the Val Val Villains back in the day, reveals who helped him land in Impact Wrestling. He said, I spent a lot of time figuring things out and seeing where I want to go, reaching out to different avenues, like exploring different avenues. I've been doing podcasting, Twitch streaming, all kinds of stuff. I reached out to a couple of friends of mine in Impact Wrestling, notably people like Sammy Callahan and Eric Young, who are two good friends of mine and always were. Guys who spoke highly of me, and we have great relationship. They put in a good word and a lot of back and forth. Eventually, this homecoming tournament came up, and the idea started brewing. Well, there's the virtuoso, Diana Peraza, who is a proper, incredible athlete, walking on air sort of thing, where that's what the drama king does in his own way. The timing and marriage of style and time worked out really well. I loved it because the homecoming outside of slide anniversary was the first set of taping with a live audience, it was such a fortuitous time for to be brought in, and I couldn't have walked into a better locker room and vibe and atmosphere. Since then, it's just been kicking it off. There you go. So, the drama king, and I love you know Aiden English when he was in WWE, he did some commentary, and he uh, he also did well now he knows as Matthew Redford. Uh, you know. Uh, his commentary at the uh, the New Japan show this that passed a couple of weeks ago, he was in there. He's a fantastic uh, ring announcer uh, commentator, and he did his thing. So you know, I'm glad that he was able to work there. He was able to work at Impact, and I'm glad to see him because these are guys who got let go last year of April by WWE, who were not they were not used were not being used for nothing. So. And Aiden English or Matthew Renwood, who was part of you know Russo Day, Russo Day, they they messed that up. So, and the one thing for this week's uh, impact, the only thing, the notable thing that I saw was that Moose and Morrissey had formed an alliance to go after Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan, two big giant guys now uh pretty much in there. But there's word that. If you need a big guy, Eddie Edwards and Sam McKenna, they're going to need it. That Braun Strowman may be coming in to impact. That's the rumor. We don't know yet, but that could be the rumor. Chris Sabin ended up confronting Josh Alexander. Alexander fought uh, Jay Christ, who challenged him for, you know, uh, Josh Alexander said anybody, any former uh, exhibition champion could come, and I put the challenge up. He beat Jay Chris, but Chris Sabin said, He's an eight time exhibition champion, one of the greatest exhibition champs in Impact, and he pretty much told Josh Alexander that does he accept the challenge from him for Victory Road? And Josh Alexander said yes. Also, we saw the debut of Manny Lemon. I never seen this guy wrestle, I don't know nothing about it, but Sicky Dice, I do. Sicky Dice, a former NWA TV champion, he made his debut at. Impact this past week. And Speaking of NWA uh, Trevor Murdoch ended up beating uh, Nick Alders and ending his 1000 plus reign as NWA world champion He claims that the title, you know, he did it for Harley Race He did came in the ring with a uh, Harley Race gear I just don't understand why would you give uh, Trevor Murdoch the NWA title uh, I don't understand that. I don't know where they're going to go with that I, if they don't give it back to Nick Aldis, something is wrong with NWA. And, of course, I always have issues with NWA, even though they had a magnificent – and I'm going to tell you that women's NWA and power was a women's – all women's pay-per-view was a great, great uh, pay-per-view. If you didn't see it, then you missed out. The Melina versus uh, Yana Peraza match was a pretty good match, being that Melina uh, was in there with the best – woman female wrestler in the world right now and no one can argue with me about that because she is the woman right now holding two belts right now so she's diana two belts and holds the belt and she's better than any any wrestling female wrestler in any promotion right now that includes Britt baker that includes becky lynch and definitely that includes charlotte flair so uh also uh And uh, the NWO, I mean the NWA, the NWA, brought in Ric Flair for NWA seventy three, and Flair decided instead of talking about NWA, he decided to start thanking Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, Triple H, and I'm like, hold up, this is not a WWE event. Why is he? And Billy Corgan was asked about this through uh, uh, the bus Radio, whatever the, what it is. And he said, in my company, Rick Flair can say whatever he wants. And Billy Corgan, I hope to God that you did not make a deal with the devil. Because you, before this event happened, a couple of weeks ago, you said, I don't understand why Vince McMahon does not do a super show. Let me find out that you made a deal with the devil and you had decided to make some type of deal. Now, Ric Flair was there. I don't trust Ric Flair at all because Flair is, is, is still in the business because I know he's, he's not making money. He's not making money at all. He's not wrestling. And he's one of those guys that need uh, social media attention, attention everywhere. But when he came into that ring and started so talking about thanking Vince McMahon, thanking Triple H and all, I'm like, hey, what the fuck am I watching? We're watching a WWE event or I'm watching an NWA event. And Billy Corgan come out of nowhere and say that, oh, anybody could say, you know, Rick Flick or say whatever he wants in my company. Well, this is why your company is not successful because you, I don't know what you're doing. You don't know how to run a wrestling company. I put it that way. If anything, we know for a fact that the one who put that N power stuff um, was Mickey James, who's not signed with NWA. And by the way, Mickey James got attacked by Deanna Perazzo the night after the women's tournament. So it looks like Mickey James, Deanna Parrazzo will be having a face off soon. So, you, you know, Deanna Parrazzo is keeping herself busy with anybody. She doesn't care. So that is cool. We got Ring of Honor news. Uh, we, Ring of Honor is having the death before dishonor next Sunday. And they'll have uh, the Ring of Honor world champion, Bandito versus EC3 versus Brody King versus. Monique flamita, so it's a four-way Jonathan Gresham will defend his pure championship against Josh Wood, the sixth man tag team titles Shane Taylor's Promotions will fight, wrestle against La Foxion Gubernabe, Bestia of the Ring, Dragon Lee and Kenny King, Del Briscoe, Mark and Jay will fight against o- the OG Kings, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, Dalton Castle versus Eli Isom and you know they're gonna, uh, you know, this is gonna be interesting, but the big news that's coming out of Ring of Honor is that Roosh will be out of action for the rest of 2021. Now, uh, I think if I'm correct, um glory by honor. Uh that was the last event that Ring of Honor had, the two-night event. Roosh got injured, his knee got injured. I mean, I think uh he got injured. Uh, I believe Will Ospreay, not Will Ospreay, I'm sorry, God forbid. Uh, not Will Ospreay. Uh Flip Gordon got hurt. Uh, there were a couple of wrestlers that got hurt. Rouge eventually had a knee injury. Then nobody said anything. Nobody followed up. And then sometime last week, he was taken to the hospital for emergency. They didn't say why. They didn't say you no. Know, they had a picture of him with all this stuff, uh, hospital gear put on him. And then as of Friday, they mentioned that he it will not be wrestling for the rest of 2021. They are not saying what it is. So we don't know why, but that's a big loss for Ring of Honor. Big loss because Roosh is one of those guys that is good wrestler. And so now no Roosh. So that's gonna be crazy. Uh Will Ospreay this past week revealed that he, have, he was positive for COVID-19. Uh and so now we don't he's gonna be out for like 10 days. Uh you know, and this is this is crazy uh, what is going on. So now Last yesterday, yesterday morning, they had New Japan had the Wrestle Grand Slam September 4th, the first that, that was yesterday. And the first match of the night for Wrestle Grand Slam was the tag team match between Tiger Mats and Robin Eagle versus Los Ingo Benavides de Japon, Hirobo Takahashi, and Bushi. This was a good match. There was a preview for night two championship match between the IWGPG championship match between Hirobo Takahashi and Robin Eagle. Uh, Eagle made Bushi tap with a leg lock special, and Tiger Mask and Robbie Eagle won that match. The second match was the match that I wanted to see was the match between Show and Yo. Uh, show and Yo were part of a Pongy Vice 3K Uh, uh show. Turn on Yo on a on the World Tag Junior League uh, in a match between uh, Desperado and Uh he left his partner get pinned, uh, and show just then did a package pile driver. And yo left them laying. so these two uh met up. And show looked it different, he had this dark look, you know, he had different look. Uh, so show in this match knocked the referee during the match. I mean, he had he was show was dominating you throughout the match, but it was toward the end that show then decided to knock the referee, use a chair, and then. But missed and got a boot in the super kick by um Yo in the face. And then showed that hit a low blow on Yo and broke a chair on Yo's head. put him in a guillotine sleeper for the win. He put him to sleep. It was some guillotine sleeper. And then after that, uh Bullet Club's evil Dick Togo uh the Tokyo Pimp came into the ring with a shirt that says House of Torture Bullet Club. That is a new. Uh, a new, I guess, faction within the Bullet Club umbrella. So now he joins that group. And uh, the House of Torture, Bullet Club's House of Torture, is now uh, the new little faction in New Japan. Then they had the uh, the King of Pro Wrestling 2021 trophy, which Yano lost a couple of weeks ago to Chase Owen. Now, this match was a no disqualification. I quit match. And most of these matches are pretty much voted by the fans. So this match, Chase Owen has said to Yano, you better come in and you better come at your best because I'm coming in to, to be in a war. And Yano came out with his most violent uh, player gimmick. And that that was uh, it, 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 that's a bad Yano. That's not that funny, hilarious, clownish Yano. And Yano went, ended up winning this match. These guys he brought in. Uh, Handcuffs. He brought in candlesticks, and these guys hit each other outside the ring, pile drive, all kinds of – at one point, Chase Owen went through uh, some ladders, uh, and at the end, uh, Yano ends up beating Owen, and he made him give up when he used a pair of scissors to to make her quit because he was about to aim and stab him in the eye. And uh, Yano gets his trophy back after that match. Uh, then we had the, uh, after that, we had the the Jeff Cobb. versus Okada match. This was a, another match that these two guys had because they had wrestled, I believe was summer struggle. And this match was a hard hitting and went back and forth. And Jeff hit the two of the islands on Okada from the second row. And he pinned Okada for the, not even for nothing, but he pinned him. He upset him. Nobody saw this coming, not even me. I didn't see this coming at all. So he, he ends up beating Okada, which is a, kind of a back, kind of backlash. Not backlash, but kind of backtracks Okada to his way back to the championship. Uh, so he loses to Jeff Cobb. This is the first time I actually see Jeff Cobb actually beat somebody with a big name in Japan. Because every time he's in there, he either loses or, or something happens, disqualify, whatever. And I'm glad that Jeff Cobb was able to beat Okada. So I was happy with that. The United States Heavyweight Championship match between Hiroshi Tadahashi versus Kota Ibushi, that was a pretty good match. It wasn't to Tadahashi kind of boss his slim blade. Tadahashi beats Ibushi with a body splash for the top for a good match. And that was night one of uh, Wrestling Grand Slam. So uh, this this morning, the Wrestling Grand Slam of uh, day two. Uh, they have the stardom showcase, Gulia and, Saru, and Sayuri defeating Momo Watanabe and Saya Kamitanari. Uh, Jeff Cobb and Great Ocon defeated Susuko Okada and Tomohiro Ishii again. Okada losing for the second time in a week, so that's very, very, uh, you know, crazy. Then we had the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship at Desperado and uh. Karnamaro defeat Taiji Ishimori and Fantasmo. Uh, so now we got new tag team champions again. Desperado, Karnamaro has hold those belts I don't know how many times. got to be like six or seven by now. The tag team championship, the IWGP tag team champion, Taichi Sack Zaber Jr., the Dangerous tecker, uh defeated uh, Naido Sonata, and Goto, and Yoshihashi. The IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, Robbie Eagle defeats Harumu Takahashi. So Robbie Eagle retained his belt. I thought they were going to give it to Takahashi, uh, but they didn't. The IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, Shingo Takaji, defeated Evil, who was with Juhiro Takahashi, Show, and Dick Togo. And right now, you know, it's it's that was the pretty much the uh the two-night event of Wrestle Grand Slam uh, as we see it. But there is an announcement coming up from New Japan. Uh, Well, actually they did it on Grand Slam night one. They announced that Wrestle Kingdom 16 will take place January 4th, the 5th, and the 8th of next year. The January 4th and 5th event will be held at the Tokyo Dome, while the January 8th event will be held at Yokohama Arena. And it's pretty much, I'm going to tell you right now, if your people don't believe me, I can see WWE trying to do the same shit that they did last year. New Japan decided to do a two-night event in Wrestle Kingdom, and next thing you know, now WWE wanted to do a, do a two-night event on WrestleMania because of the pandemic. This year they did it again. Next this year they're going to do a three-night event. New Japan, do not be surprised that WWE does the same thing because WWE have no creativity. That whole that company is a mess. I don't care what anybody says right now because that company is a mess. The only thing that 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 company has a flow. Let's be realistic. It's the Roman Reigns storyline. Without Roman Reigns, WWE will be in the toilet. I'll tell you that right now. Because Raw, I don't care what happened. Raw, there's nothing good about Raw. You saw it. You saw it with Charlotte, Nia Jax, horrible match. Anybody could tell me otherwise, I would uh, let me know. Okay. And last but not least, Daphne Unger, who passed away at age 46. I believe it was... Thursday night or Friday, or uh, Thursday. Uh, I most likely believe she committed suicide. And the reason I'm saying that was because she, I saw the video where she's talking about she's alone. There was a little 22 pistol shown in the camera. McFoley was trying to get in contact with her. Velvet Sky, a lot of people try to get in contact with her, but by the time they got to her, it was too late. Uh, it is very sad that you know Daphne was one of my favorite people uh, Performer and WCW in two thousand when she made her debut. I was I was in love with Daphne. Daphne was like I was like a mark for Daphne. Um, I followed Daphne on Instagram and um, they were some stuff that I used to look at. And I'm like, Is she suffered from depression? She was going through a lot, uh, but I always loved her her pictures and loved what she was doing and always bringing up uh, uh, videos of her past when she used to be with Crowbar. Um, so it's very, very sad to have another individual die of suicide. This is the third person that happened and suicides. This is not new in the wrestling business. Mike awesome kill himself suicide. Uh, there was a lot of other couple of wrestlers committed suicide. It's just sad when it comes to wrestling and, you know, wrestlers sometimes they, the fans, this is why I came out with some fans, fans, you know, you treat the wrestlers like they shit. They are human beings. Same way like us. You don't want to be treated like shit, okay? We, the fans, are family to these wrestlers, okay? Yeah, you got wrestlers that don't like the fans, but like what happened with Carl Anderson this week on going back and forth with this thing with Daphne. But sometimes I do agree with him but as far as some of you wrestling fans are marks. They y'all just say the most stupidest shit. But you got to also understand wrestlers when they on the road and they don't have they got so used to being around the crowd, the fan base, and their, and their peers. Now they find themselves by themselves and nobody to get in contact or nothing because this is the way the world is. So it's sad to see that she passed away, but she rests in peace. Uh, condolence to the family and hope this doesn't happen again to anybody else. That is it for me today. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, I try to do as best as I can, uh, bring you all the information for the week. This was the week. Of last week all this crazy shit that I just talked about uh, so I hope you guys enjoyed it uh, again uh, you can find me at Twitter Instagram Facebook the chokes wrestling report you can also find my uh, apparels my, my wrestling shirts and my hat at TCWR dot very that's TCWR dot very impressive calm uh, if you guys could you know, support the podcast by, uh, you know, um, buying one of the merchandise and the website. And then you can also see my YouTube video, which I haven't done in a while because there's nothing really to talk about in the recipe. It, but it. has been very slow the last couple of months. Uh, and, you know, you can also see the, uh, the audio podcast logo in there. If you click it, it takes you straight to the archives of all my shows that I've done in my audio podcast. Also, guys, you can follow me also in Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, and any major audio podcast. You guys love listening to your show. So, again, support the podcast, share with your friends, let them know about my podcast, and I will gladly appreciate it. Until then, guys, I will see you next week for Behind the Curtain, the Chokeslam Wrestling Report.